Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is the Cornwall Property Podcast coming to you, episode 54. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you all had a nice Christmas and New Year's and are ready for the year ahead. Yeah, exactly that. New Year, new opportunities. Indeed. And uh, hopefully many of them with the market uh, predictions that are out there. But, uh, well, as always, if you're a first-time joiner, thank you ever so much for giving us your time and your um, your attention. And uh, if you're a regular, again, thank you ever so much for your continued support. And, uh, again, we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you ever, ever, ever so much. Really is appreciated. We've actually, with this being episode 54, we've um, we've gone over our 100 subscriber. Ta-da! Mark, a nice little um, milestone um, that we kind of set ourselves just tick it over really and um yeah it means a lot so please do like share subs- um, subscribe if you haven't already it really does help um and it shows us that it is worth doing um and giving you this value is appreciated it, and it is giving you value as well and uh, for the questions that you 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 send to us it um it is really really appreciated and it helps keep us going too. and as the host it's also nice to know people are listening which <laughs> yeah. is always an added bonus it, yeah. isn't it so it, yeah exactly that very good point but look guys if you're not familiar we do a podcast release every sunday and uh, it's every week every week so one sunday we'll have a market update the following sunday will be an ask dan and james episode whereby you have the opportunity to ask us any of your property related questions and we do our best to give you um as as much guidance and advice as we possibly can um again we are not financial advisors we're not mortgage advisors we just give you our view our stance um and what we would do in your situation or with regards to your questions and um but we can also steer you in the right direction with the right property professionals uh, depending on what your question and your needs are really absolutely and you can do that by going onto our social media platforms uh, such as facebook and uh, a lot of you also do uh, drop emails uh, into us as a good way to get us. And you can do that by going to podcast at cl-property.com. Uh, Dan and I are always here waiting to hear, you know, any thoughts, views or questions that you might have for us. And without you guys, it wouldn't be possible to have the podcast. So, yeah, keep your interest coming. Exactly that. Right. So without further ado, we will get cracking. So I have got two articles. James has got two articles that have caught our eye um, in the in the in the news again those that are regular listeners you know that we just hate the doom and gloom of the uh, the uh, the media the media doom and gloom around property landlords in general so what we try and do is just try and give you a real talk really give you real positive uh, and honest uh, guidance and obviously if there is negative uh, media we'll try and bring out and actually look at it let's deep dive what are they actually digging out here is it true is it is it valid but one that i've got here is actually i think is good news one area of property um and in general, in, in throughout the country, um, and an area that gets a lot of hits and is quite concerning is the commercial aspects and towns and cities and how derelict some of them are and how many shops are empty. Like Truro, for example, is a big area for ourselves, James. We invest heavily in Truro and there's just so many empty shops um, throughout the city. And Sad. It, very, very much so. But one of the main reasons, obviously, is not only demand, but it's the costs of holding a shop um, and a shop front as well, especially. So... My article here is actually it's good news. It's actually good news surrounding this, and it's actually a positive one for those with commercial property, whether you're a landlord um, or you're actually a tenant who pays these fees. So all non-domestic properties usually have what is known as a business property rateable value. So it's a business rate. So it's like a council tax for business properties. Now, they're revalued every five years by the valuation office. So 
they're known as the VOA, Valuation Office Agency. Now, the next revaluation is due in the fir- on the 1st of April this year. So that's great news because what it means is they're going to revalue um, and, and look at the figures that everyone's paying and then just put a, a new figure, a new rate out there, which um, revises what people are already paying. So normally people think, oh, crikey, everything's gone up. Mm. This is actually good news. This looks to be good news for, for those paying um, their rateable value. So for those that aren't familiar, what is a rateable value? The rateable value is basically determined by the VOA, the Valuation Office Agency, and it's it's, um, it's basically looked at and it's an assessment on the annual rent of the property and what it would be if it were available to let on the open market as a fixed valuation. So the rates payable are calculated by multiplier. Um, there's certain reliefs and things that are applied after that. But the multiplier is set each financial year by the government. And in 2022, the multiplier for the premises for for premises over £51,000, the rateable value was 51 pence or 51.2 to be exact. So Again, these probably figures don't really mean too much to you, but what does it mean? Why is it positive news? Why am I why am I thinking it's good news? So retailers are actually saying that they're actually welcoming the awaited business rate reform. Um, it's expected to actually reduce rateable values for business owners. So this is going to be throughout England and Wales, and they reckon it's going to re- reduce costs for up to 10%. So when changes come into effect on the 1st of April, rates will actually be varying across different geographies throughout the country, different sectors. So if you're uh, retail or if you're hospitality or... Uh, but depending on where you're, what kind of sector you are, you have different sort of values. But ultimately, it's it's good news. It's good news. It looks like they're going to be dropping, which is great. And I think it needs to happen. And it helps just give, I think the biggest, um, the, the bigger, larger stores are the ones getting the most favour here with the biggest mm-hmm. kind of reductions. But I think it's great news. Um, and I think it's really, really positive, And it's only going to help the, the high street, I feel. Yeah, I think it's a good strategy, really. I mean, uh, you have to know that the uh, the shops, uh, they also pay a three-letter word called tax. Um, so obviously that's more money for the government coming in. So they need to, I think, incentivise, um, you know, people to, you know, take on these shops. And uh, there's big pros with people coming back to the shops because it brings back more community like you say in Truro there's certain parts of the day especially on the weekend on a Sunday everybody knows like in Truro at four o'clock it's dead there's just nowhere that is you know kind of open no coffee shops nothing like that so it'd be good to see more come back uh, and I think you're right you know it's the cost of these shops why they're not being open but it's also the online presence because so many mm. people know they can save on the overhead I'm so, guilty I'm guilty yeah, yeah. oh I'm- yep we all are. They've got to do something, uh, and I think this is a good good start to encourage people to take on those shops. For sure. To give you give, give a little bit more context to this, like the revaluation figures favour the larger stores. So like that's where by a larger store we're looking at one thousand eight hundred fifty square meters. So that, that's a nice chunky store there, um, and they're likely to see these r- rates reduced by a third compared to like the smaller stores at around like 750 square meters where they'll only see like reductions of about 8%. But ultimately, we're going to be seeing reductions for those types of premises and properties, which I think is only good news, as we've said. Yeah. So a second article for myself is regarding, um, it's actually quite an interesting one, really. And it's a right move article. Again, all of the links to these articles that we reference today and we refer to, they are all in the show notes. So if you want to have a little gander and have a little bit more read in depth then obviously you can do that look on the show notes and we've got the links there um so this is actually looking at the number of people that are put on their houses um, over the christmas period and actually interestingly on boxing day um it's gone up by 46 percent year on year and this is from right move data so people number of people putting their homes up for sale on boxing day soared by 46 percent compared to last year now there's a number of reasons for this. I'm sure there's you can look into it in another context. But the article goes on to say that the the uh, obviously people are looking around what's happening. They're making New Year's resolutions, thinking, "Are we happy? Can we afford to be here?" There's there's many other options, but um, the, the 26th of December seems to be the the date that everyone kind of oh sat on the sofa. 
I've, I'm all stuffed with turkey and uh, yeah, I knew what, we should put the mask on the market. Should we shift it? <laughs> um, so yeah. quite interesting figures, really. I thought that was just one. Um, the number of views on homes for sale on Rightmove jumped by 20% between the week of Christmas and Boxing Day week. So again, week up to Christmas, I think... I don't think that's a real surprise, really, if you look at the figures. It's people are gearing up for Christmas. Christmas is here. However, 20% more views on Right Move the week after Christmas. It's, I don't think that's a surprise, really. People have got more time and they're a bit more chilled, I think. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's positive. There's movement. People are still looking to sell. People need housing. Um, <coughs> again, how quick they sell comes down to the prices and the motivation, of course. But um, yeah, just thought it was an interesting stat, really. Yeah, very much so. I'd like to know what agents are working on Christmas Day to put them off. They probably scheduled so, them to go live. I was going to say, yeah, someone's getting double time or something. But, uh, you know, it's really interesting. And people do generally look for the sales. I was uh, guilty of that. Bought myself a new dry bag uh, for the beach. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, you know, it's it's good that there is still demand and people are looking, you know. Um, it's going to be a very interesting year. Uh, but I, I'm still hopeful for the housing market uh, here in Cornwall. I think it will be... Uh, Another, another another busy one for sure definitely, definitely. so yeah talking about uh, uh properties and uh, and cornwall i uh, sort of i know often when i do the um of my headlines i'm going down the financial routes and the rates and this that and the other but uh, actually from where we were before christmas the rates actually haven't changed that much so i've completely gone away from that and gone for something a little bit more emotional mm. uh, don't worry i'm not going to cry but i did see a headline and i think it's it's quite uh, you don't often see headlines uh, like this um i found this uh, it was a smooth article on mortgagestrategy.co.uk and the headline was home buying remains a stressful life experience now i know this is a, a property uh, podcast i'm not trying to put people off uh, from buying property because we're trying to encourage it especially down here in Cornwall to help tackle the housing crisis but a few uh, facts on here I found was uh, really interesting so the article went on to explain that buying a home is one of life's most ex- most stressful experiences say 90% of property owners according to this article by Smooth the biggest anxieties among home movers are the length of time required to complete the process say 40 percent the lack of uncertainty um 34 percent and the wait for exchange and completion dates to be finalized 33 percent says the property platforms on, on the home movers report so people actually find it very very stressful to buy a property now we've done it ourselves we're developers uh we're, we're a little bit more used to it but i think what I've taken from this article that it's actually okay to, to, to know that it is a stressful process and often in our uh, podcast episodes we, we always sort of harp on about saying you know get people behind you get a good broker get a good solicitor because you don't have to be on your own when you're buying a property you know you need these people behind you uh, to, to make the process you know slightly less stressful albeit if you're doing it as an investment that's one thing but if you're doing it for yourself you've literally got to pack up your house and your children if you've got them you know it is very stressful to move into what you hope is going to be a a nice home and you haven't made a mistake because let's be honest if you're if you're moving house you can only do so much research on it you only see it a couple of times and then you might have the anxieties when you move in there is it actually going to be you know the right place uh for you or your family dan you got some thoughts on I, sp- I, I, I know you love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't love it, but um, this article is related to you physically moving home. But I, I relate it to obviously us being property investors and developers. That I think it's I just just as stressful in, in 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 not moving but purchasing because although it's not necessarily as physically emotionally draining in that we've got to pack everything up and move it all. That is ultimately maximum stress. But for us, you've obviously got the the lending, the borrowing. 
you've got a lot of uh, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that you've got to make sure that all fit into into play. Um, you got if you're borrowing from investors, you need to make sure you've got the adequate security for them. Making sure you get the money agreed in the right time frames. Making sure the solicitors are on the back. There's just so many, so many moving more elements. parts. So many moving parts. You've got to get all moving at the same time, all on the same sheet. Um, and that for me, we've crikey, we we purchase a number of properties, and every time. There's always a, some stress in there somewhere because there's one of many elements that just what it says is one thing, yeah. one thing, and it's and for me it's when it's out of my or our control. Um, that's the most frustrating and the worrying part because you're relying on other people. I think that's where it is, and obviously the val- the costs is it's a big expense, and it, all, it always amazes me that people will go and make such big excuse me investments such as property or, or buying a big mm. car or a new car or something mm. they only go and view it once or they go and view it twice but you're about to go and make that big big purchase and you'll only go and view it once I know if someone goes and buys something in the shop no doubt they'll probably go and see it three or four times and it's probably something do you know how long I spend in the shop before I buy a top <laughs> it's, it's getting the motivation to go and buy the top and I, you know I try it on I might yeah, go back just... go for a coffee come back make sure it, you know it's major isn't it and yeah. uh, I think some other points on the article, which is exactly bang on with what you're saying. It says it points out that the average waiting time between instruction and completion is over five months, 153 days, while 34% of property transactions, wait for it, fell through uh, in the year to last July. I mean, let me add a little bit more stress for you. Go then f- put planning in. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, wow, that's oh, it. Don't get me started. You know, all of that stress, and then yeah. it, fell, it falls through, and don't yeah. forget you've got the chains and everything. And the report also finds that 65% of movers said that, that moving home was more expensive than they had anticipated. Well, I think that's a given for anybody because mm-hmm. uh, there are, you know, certain fees that come up that you don't expect or they're bigger than what you thought. Um, and aside from the deposit, stamp duty and estate agency fees, some of the biggest costs are solicitor fees, say 46% of movers, buying new furniture, uh, 44%, and mortgage product fees, uh, so that 32%. So there's all these extra things mm-hmm. that people, don't want to put people off, but, you know, it's okay to be stressed or, you know, uh, when you are moving house. But, you know, as long as you know these things, you've got to kind of budget, haven't you, really? Yeah. So that was that uh, report. And then without going too much onto the rates, again, just some more kind of eyes uh, on the ground with um, the kind of mortgages. In a broker's eye, remortgages, they're reckoning are going to drive new business in 2023. This is on an article again on mortgagestrategy.co.uk through Paragon, who are a mortgage lender. The majority of brokers, 78%, believe that remortgaging will be the strongest engine of new business growth in 2023. Uh, As I said, this is a survey carried out by Paragon Bank. In asking 350 intermediaries about the next 12 months, the lender also found that 51% of survey participants believe that the buy-to-let remortgaging will be a strong driver for new business and that 33% of brokers say interest-only mortgages will play this role. So it sounds to me that people have had growth over the last year. Well, we all know that on the back end from the pandemic. And I think people don't quite know where the market's going to go, but it might be the time now to get some money, some equity out and thinking, right, do you know what? The market's okay at the minute. Still don't know where it's going to go. And it might be all right. It might not be, but hey, let's get our money out now. Uh, and I think people might want that equity for other things or their mortgage payments on the new products they're going to be signing up to might just be going up. You know, we all know, we talked about last year, in some cases, £400 more expensive. So they might want that equity out to, 
you know, a bit liquid. Yeah, bulk up. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah. Again, as always, for me, it's fixing fixing for as long as you can in terms of knowing where you're at. But obviously, you don't want to fix at a bad rate. You want to fix at, fix at the best possible rate, and you can never time the market can you it's not possible you, it's, you can't know what's happening and when it's happening yeah so the article also sort of went on and, and why is 2023 going to be that kind of year where they think there's going to be a lot of remortgaging the main thing is because five years ago a lot of people took some really amazing rates. rates and they are just coming I mean those rates are going to be very very different to what we're on today due to the uh, the budget the pandemic all these bits and pieces all the working parts so yeah get them get the equity out now um, because they're gonna have to sign up for something and my gut feeling is not that many people will be going after like variable tracker rates so yeah, yeah. yeah watch this space um and sure. you know if you're in one of those positions that you are looking at remortgaging and it's one of you you know get in contact let us know it'd be interesting to hear what positions you guys are in if you ever need any advice you know dan and uh, myself are always here to try and help for sure for sure no very interesting well guys look this is the part of the episode now that we will do our property picks of the week so i dan um i will pick a commercial property or opportunity that is currently on the uh, on the market here in Cornwall that um, is is something obviously we're trying to steer this to the Cornwall housing crisis. We know that there's not enough properties available for for Cornish people for Cornish folks. So we want to help get more people invested in property, get more people involved with property to help bring some more stock to the market to help house these people that are really struggling for homes right now. Um, so the one that's caught my eye. Again, you can watch this on YouTube if you're watching uh, the videos. If you're listening to the podcast on, uh, obviously, your uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you choose to listen to your podcast, you can see on the show notes a link to the Right Move um, article or the the advert so you can see the property in full time in live itself. So this is actually a plot of land. Um, so Barton Lane, Fradham. So just outside said column, um, currently up guide price of two hundred thousand, which I don't think is unrealistic for a plot of land. There is, however, no planning currently on the land, which is why I think it's quite a steep purchase. Um, if it's unplanned, unconsented land, then yeah, there's not a other than the actual plot itself. Where's the value coming from? You're going to still have to do the hard work. So if you see on the pictures, um, you see the couple of pictures of the actual site, and then you can see a nice. Um, aerial shot of the title kind of area so it literally is just a small section of garden area here that is uh is being sold off so it's 0.083 acres um so it's, it's big enough for a, for a two three bed house really on a corner corner plot not a bad spot um but a nice opportunity for someone either to come and get a self-building or potentially just to buy, build to sell or build to rent possibly so the nice thing here so this is up as i say guy price of two hundred thousand. it's on with bradley's um estate agents as well a nice great bunch in there um indeed richard and the team that we can uh, help get you guys inv- uh, introduced as well if you want to but again the nice thing is that they are expecting a conditional offers so they're they're happy to accept conditional exchanges um but it is subject to the type of planning on what you're planning to put in sure consents yeah. for so look they're asking for a non-refundable reservation fee of 1500 pounds so if you want it we'll reserve it we'll move forward with um conditional exchange so we're basically saying we'll exchange sub well sorry we'll purchase this for x amount subject to planning where they said well let us know what you're going to put in planning for if we're happy and we agree with that we'll ask for 1500 pounds to secure it for yourself so i don't think that's unreasonable oh. um, i think it's a good, nice little opportunity for someone especially if you're looking for a self-build fraden's a great area great location in terms of practicalities yeah. um the a30 not far from Newquay. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice, nice possible um, investment opportunity there. Definitely quite nice. Uh, then you have conditions, obviously, albeit 
Yeah. The joys of planning. You go indeed, but at least there's something there. It's not just buy it as seen, so that's quite Definitely. good. James, what you got for us? I, on the other hand, have got a property in St. Stephen, just outside uh, St. Uh, Austell, and quite a popular uh, location. Dan's smiling at me like I've pronounced it wrong. Go on, <laughs> St. Dan. St. Stephen, yeah. St. Stephen, there he goes. Uh, uh, and this is, uh, I think this is a really good opportunity here at the moment um, because there's mm. definitely value to be added. It's on the market at 140000 with Millicent. And no one would chain two double bedrooms. Although, Dan, I know you're going to be eyeing up a third bedroom mm. in there on the lounge because the lounge is quite big in proportion with the property. So you could get a third bedroom in there. Um, great investment opportunity. Uh, I think the reason they're saying that is because it's a reasonable price and there's value to be added. Um, they've got an expected rental income of £750 per calendar month. So just loosely in my mind, I think there would be you know a decent bit of uh, money to be made each month on the mortgage. And you would obviously have the capital appreciation. So to me, this is screaming out for a family. Uh, it's the also size of that garden. I know it's big, large rear garden, and they've also sort of mentioned that although it is on road parking, subject to planning and everything, you could actually put. Um, uh, you know, parking in there as well with the drop down curb or something like that. But uh, you know, I, the, it's it needs a full gut for sure. But you know, with these properties we like, um, it's been empty for a while, and I think there's great value to be added here. I think it's you know a decent and popular location. And by when I yeah, really good. I like it actually. I do like it. Um, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Where can I add some value? Obviously, in the obvious, just decorative upgrades and making it nice and habitable. Um, but I'm thinking, could is how I'd like. Obviously, you can't really make these assumptions until you see it. But I'm thinking, could that large bedroom upstairs, that, which I imagine is the master, could you split that bedroom up? Obviously, you need a window in a bedroom, so you need to add an additional window. Um, but I'm thinking, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my mouse here. What I'm in my head, I'm thinking, is there some way we can maybe just take a nick off this uh, bedroom too, make access into this rear, make a make a, a smaller maybe, but third bedroom. You'd probably need to put another window here or here um, as. A, as legally and standards wise you need to have a window for uh, natural light into a bedroom but yeah i think that might be a little opportunity to make like an even a third bedroom slash study slash nursery mm. possibly um and it's versatile there's a number of things you can do with yeah it, you know part of me also wants to what i would do then is i'd also check the f uh, the title or the uh, get a street view as well and just see because that land at the back is nice um and just see if there is it is it possible to get access to the back of that land is that, is that a little development opportunity in the garden as well there perhaps yeah. um but yeah this, you can see straight away how our heads kind of spin at these sort of opportunities but again it, it's a great great it's, a, it's an empty house in a really poor state currently it'd be great to see someone bring that back to the market and um since Stephen's a little popular popular little um, see somebody area. living there you know because there isn't at the moment empty house For housing sure. crisis let's get it filled exactly that but guys that brings us to the close of this episode i hope you have taken some value have enjoyed listening and thank you if you're still with us um and uh yeah please do get in touch if you've got any questions whatsoever absolutely and just as a gentle reminder you can do that by going onto our social media platforms such as facebook as many as you do or you can get in touch by going to podcast at cl-property.com and we will do our best to get back to you as soon as possible but keep your questions coming we love hearing from you For sure and we've got instagram as well if you do want to get in touch with us um us on there too but guys thank you ever so much so goodbye from me bye from me